You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with Bree Christman from BC Creative. Now, let's talk about this. Starting your own small business can seem like an overwhelming task. First, you know your product, you know, it's that thing you know you can make money doing or selling, but what about the rest, the details, those little things that seem to take away so much time for your business. You know you could grow this business if you could just get the details done and get them correct. And that is the whole idea behind BC Creative. This is a service to take the devil out of the details by organizing the tedious time suckers in your business day. If necessity is the mother of invention, this business was the mother's helper Bree Christman needed in this pandemic. Bree is the founder and owner of BC Creative. She is going to share her lessons about her first year in business on this episode of the Brand Butters Podcast. We are so excited to hear about this. I know Scott is excited to hear about this. I don't know if there's a business owner out there that isn't excited to hear about this. So thank you so much, Bree, and welcome to this episode of the Brand Butters Podcast. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank you, Bree. Uh, great intro, Brian. And so in your own words, can you please describe what BC Creative does? Yeah. So um, what started out as basically a general VA virtual assistant business, um, I really noticed that business owners get stuck in the weeds and they get you know, stuck in those details. They don't, you don't get into business to send invoices and onboard clients, you get into business to do whatever is in your zone of genius and whatever you love to do. Um, But it's really hard to run your business without running your business, the back end. Um, So BC Creative really comes in and takes over um, organizing, getting what it started out was getting those details done. So taking care of the things for you. Um, what it's really grown into is actually creating systems so that you don't necessarily have to have a VA. You can streamline your own processes that you already have. And we figure out ways to create a more efficient business and to streamline what you already have and to automate the little things. So like if a robot can do it, why not let a robot do it instead of hiring someone on and just being able to cut those costs and cut the the time that you take in the back end of your business so that you can really focus on what you love to do. That's awesome. You're going to be very successful. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not already. Yeah. Um, when, when did you start the business? July of 2020. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I, one of my favorite memes lately, I've said it a bunch this week because I just thought it was so cool and relative. Uh, it says, starting a business isn't hard, but it can be scary. Don't confuse the two. Hard is running the son of a bitch after you start it. Overcome fear first and then get used to hard. <laughs> yeah. So you're probably, you know, you're kind of, you kind of filling that out and understanding uh, what that means. And, and I'm, I'm 13 years into it. And uh, we talked a little bit off record about uh, how, how a business can absolutely run you if you're not very intentional of running it. So looking forward to hearing more. Um, what made you start your own business? Uh, well, like most stories in the past couple of years involves COVID. Um, I, my background is in event management in the sport world. Um, I grew up in the event management world. I started working events when I was like 13 or 14 in golf tournaments in upstate New York. 
um, loved it, have my degree in that, um, worked in the health, sport health industry and marketing as well. Um, and then I had a baby, which was great. And I was excited to get back to work. And then two months later, after getting back into the work- workforce, COVID happened and everything got shut down and I was laid off. Um, I realized that job prospects were slim to none since, you know, there were no events and there was no sports. Um, and I really, I did like the flexibility of being home with my son. Um, so I really just one day I, after looking through, you know, work from home jobs and all the, all the different job op websites, I honestly took a pen to paper and wrote down every single task that I love to do at every single job that I did. And it boiled down to the grunt work. I loved doing the little details that no one else likes to do. And I love being able to create systems to be able to find those efficiencies that a lot of people can't see. Um, and I went to my husband and was like, I think I'm going to create a business. And he thought I was crazy. Um, and uh, in July, I got my LLC. And by July 31st, I was I got my first client. And by October, I was fully booked and I have been since. Um, and it's really, I've pivoted um, my business as I've grown and to see what people have needed. And, um, you know, it's great to have someone to do the details for you. But if I can make a bigger impact and be able to create systems for people where they don't need that person, I can help more people, which is great. Now you come from the sports and the marketing background, which is awesome. Uh, love that. Now this could be any industry. I'm assuming this is not just in the sports or the event-based um, arena. Tell me a little bit about not necessarily what your clientele is, but tell us what that perfect client would look like for you. If we have business owners, which I know we have business owners listening to this right now, and they've turned up the volume. Right? They maybe <laughs> maybe maybe they put their phone down and they're like, "All right, Bree, hit me." So. Tell us about what you're looking for from potential clients. I know you said that you're booked, but I feel like this is a business that you're going to be able to scale, continue to grow, and really ultimately help a lot of people. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm booked with my monthly retainer clients, but it is, you know, I always have room for new projects and everything, which is great because I love being able to help new people. Um, As far as like an ideal client, um, the first thing is funny. The first thing I say is someone who is adaptable to change, because if you aren't going to bring that change into your life, it's not going to work. I always say the system, if you don't work the system, the system doesn't work for you. Um, So you need to be able to try new things. Um, So it really does work for any industry. So if you essentially, if you're just burnout, you don't necessarily have the funds to hire a new person, or you don't really just want to hire a new person. You don't want to deal with the oversight and everything with that. If you, Um, if you want to be able to run your business, like you said, Scott, without it running you, um, that's pretty much who I want to work with. It's, you know, I've mostly I've worked with small businesses, people that have a staff of none up to a staff of five. Um, but this can work for, you know, fortune 500 companies, you know, any, any company that has a system, which is every company, um, even if, and it's funny because a lot of people are like, I don't, I don't know if I have systems. I don't know if I have processes. Well, anything that's a step-by-step task is a process. So even if it's sending one invoice, well, that invoice might take you five minutes, but if you send five invoices a week, that's 25 minutes times 
52. That's so much time that you could be putting into your money-making tasks. You know, obviously invoices bring in money, but you could be focusing on promoting or being at an event or honestly taking a break, going on vacation. So it's really just anybody who wants the time back in their life. <laughs> I love it. Now you are a, a, a new mother. You have your little helpers about a year and a half old. I have a three and a one-year-old, both boys. So that is obviously a huge change in life. Yes. And, and you have to be a lot more uh, in my mind, process oriented, you need to know what's going on to be able to keep these little nuggets um, rocking and rolling. Tell us a little bit about your little helper. How did having a child change kind of your viewpoint and how has that helped you in this business? Yeah, he's um, <laughs> he's very wild um, as all, you know, almost two year old boys are. He's very high energy. Um, as far as he goes, you know, I about April of this year or so, I went to my husband. I was like, we have to get childcare because he was at home with me and it got to a point where I I couldn't work with <laughs> with right. him awake. Um, so it's we are very grateful to be able to have him in part-time daycare, which has helped a ton for me. So um, you know, having him nine in school, preschool, nine to one, Monday through Friday is great, but that really gives me like only three and a half solid hours of work time that I have to prioritize and be very, very diligent about how I spend my time. Um, and of course I have nap time too, which is great. It's an extra, you know, bonus hour, but I also use that to take breaks because we all need breaks sometimes. Um, so it really does. I've always been huge in prioritization and efficiency. That's just how I've lived my life forever. Um, even as a kid, I, I was always, probably a nerd and really just, I liked the processes and everything. So, um, I've always been like that, but I think being a mom, having that extra, not only the extra things to do, but the mental load of being a mom, you have to be able to categorize and prioritize that. Um, as far as having him though, I found that the thing that really changed with me is how my priorities shifted. Um, so, you know, not necessarily, um, having, you know, things don't have to be perfect. Things don't have to be done 100%, you know, done is better than perfect. And I have found, I, I, if you told me that three years ago, I would have just laughed at you and like, yeah, okay. And then burned myself out. And now I've really realized that, you know, it's okay if things aren't up to my standards of perfection, which is really high. Um, and it's okay to be able to just, let things go and let those balls drop. You know, there's a famous quote of, you know, juggling balls and you have to know which ones are glass and which ones are plastic. And just to let the plastic ones go, cause they will bounce and you'll be able to pick them back up. So, yeah. That's a great analogy. You sound like uh, you have a lot in common with McLean in our office who, who a lot of those character traits you just described Thank God uh, she possesses and, and really keeps things intact from the detail and organization and systematic stand, standpoint and approach, you know. Um, I'm curious, so if, if a small business or any business wanted to hire you and your services, how, how does that process look? Is it a contractual basis? Um, do you come in? Like what, how does that get, how did folks get started and, and go from there, so to speak, with your service? 
Yeah. So I, I actually did a big pivot a couple months ago where I am fully into systems strategy. Um, so that's really taking, and um, I have a new service that I'm actually really excited about that it's called a systems audit and design. Um, so I come in, um, basically you schedule a call, pay an invoice, and it's fill out a questionnaire. And then I actually take that questionnaire. It's asks about all of the systems and processes you have. What are your pain points? What you don't like? What programs you're using? What programs you don't like? And really get to the bottom of the back end of your business. And then we have a call, we go over everything. And then I basically audit everything in your the back end of your business, create, a des- create and design um, a essentially a new backend. So I help you figure out, you know, if, if you're using 10 programs to run your company, let's see if we can break that down and go to five and really maximize the five programs that you want to use. If you don't like your CRM system, well, why are you still using it? I know you probably spent 20 hours setting it up, but if it's not working for you, we need to find something else. Um, if you have an onboarding system where you're sending out emails every time you onboard a client, let's see if we can automate that and get those canned emails out. And that way that's less things you have to do. So really just creating a streamlined, efficient, um, automated system. So that way you can focus on that. And then you can either take that design and implement it yourself, or you can hire me to do done for you services. And I can do little bits or essentially overhaul your entire system. Very cool. Yeah. That's wild. So I, I'm, I'm curious across multiple different industries, there's got to be a lot of things that are similar, but also a lot of things that are different. So how do you approach each of those individual tasks? If it's maybe an industry that you've never been in, uh, and if it is an industry that you've never been in, how much time does it take for you to get acclimated into that industry? Or is it easier than that? And it's really the same issues across the board. It's just how do you deliver the results and how do you attack the issues that you're having? Yeah, I think that as like a general VA doing, actually being in the details and handling the day-to-day stuff, there is a learning curve when it comes to different industries. Um, I have a client that's a psychotherapist. So we have a lot of HIPAA things where we can't use specific programs because they're not HIPAA compliant. Um, I have um, a digital newsletter in Charlotte that we work with that it's, I'm not a writer. So it's very, you know, learning about the writing side of things is really, really interesting. Um, but as far as systems go, when you boil it down the back end of the system is this pretty much the same for everyone. There may be little caveats like the HIPAA compliance or, you know, keeping your email list very hush hush so that no one else can take it. Um, like things like that. Um, those are some things that are a little bit different, but as far as systems go, like everyone needs to onboard clients or if you're a service-based business, everyone needs to have a sales process. If you're a service-based or product-based, everyone sends out emails, everyone send, creates calendar invites. So it's really, it is very, very similar. So if you boil it down to just looking at the systems, which is what I'm doing now, it really is very, very easy to figure out the pain points. Fascinating. So now, so now that you've had this business for, for a year and, and a couple months, um, 
is your husband just all in now? Is he ready to jump in on the business? Is he excited? I, I always, I think it's interesting. I, my wife is, is, has kind of her own business as well and, and, and runs that. And I'm fascinated just kind of what she does from that perspective. Um, not as, not as detailed as yours per se, but how, how has that kind of worked from you're, you're crazy. You're starting a business and now it's like, well, damn honey. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, he's, I hate, well, let me back up and say that he was supportive. He just was slightly hesitant. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, of course, honestly, you know, makes sense. Uh, but no, he's, he's my biggest cheerleader and he really, like I, I do, even though he's not part of the business and he doesn't really have any clue what I say when I'm talking about automations and stuff, he really does. i I go through, if I have big, big proposals that I'm sending out, I always like run the pricing and stuff by him and just like, what do you think of this? And he's been very, at first he's kind of unsure. like, well, I don't know, but now he's very um, involved when I ask him questions. And um, like I said, he's my biggest cheerleader and he really does. um, Like I'll send him screenshots of things that happen and he'll, you know, throw up the emojis. And (laughs) I think yesterday I sent him this, um, there was an account that I've been following on Instagram for a while that um, reached out to me about my services and I sent him a screenshot and he, all he said back was like, I think you got a little dirt on your shoulder. So <laughs> things, things like that, you know, he's, he's great and he's super supportive and he knows that there's really no limit to what this business can do, which is fantastic. And, you know, obviously he knows that that means big things for our family too, which is fantastic. Yeah, That's I love awesome. it. I love that you came from a sports background as well and events and and really like you look at what happened when COVID happened and sports stopped. I mean, I remember the day when March Madness decided that that wasn't going to happen. And I, I, I was literally like just baffled. I'm like, what's going to happen? And for me, like my wife would be the first one to tell you, I love sports. Like I have too many teams. I follow too many sports as is, but I love it because it's, it's made me who I am. Like if you want to watch reality TV, I watch sports. That's my thing. Like, I love it. I love, like, I don't know what's going to happen in this game, but I can't wait to see it. And, and when that stopped, it was tough. I'm not going to lie. Like for a couple months, I'm like, sports isn't on TV. Like what in the world am I going to do? And I wasn't even working in sports. Now I'm a sports management major, but I've also transitioned that out of it and, and done something that's completely away from that. But I guess what I'm getting at is you took that challenge of getting laid off and you went a completely different direction, right? You took the the skills that you've had and what you've learned to create a business in the middle of a pandemic. And I think you be, should be so proud um, of what you've been Thank able you. to do. And I honestly believe this is something that, I mean, Scott, you tell me, do, do, do most business owners need this? Cause I'd say they do. Yeah. I think anybody needs it. Yeah. Families need it. Businesses need it. Everybody needs it. It's just tough. I mean, you touched on change and, and the thing about running any business is you have to have the ability to change regularly. And, and if you're reluctant to do that, you essentially get left behind and your competitors will. Uh, so your business will be short-lived if you're unwilling to, to do that. And similar to you, I mean, our business stopped in, in April of 19. No, April of 20. Um, and <clears throat> essentially what, what we did with the time was exactly what you just described. We implemented a new CRM, things that we wanted to do all along, but we had become so reactive we couldn't possibly make it happen. So we took advantage of that. We're moving offices and we handled all that during a slower time. And we hope that those investments set us up really nicely for, for the long haul from here. Um, and so 
anyway, we, we have to constantly be doing that. And, and I heard you say that and I agree a hundred percent. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's always a challenge. Um, it's hard. Bottom line, it's hard. So what it boils down to is, is your team and the people that surround you. And, and because with, without that, you, you, you really have nothing. Um, so anyway, that's my opinion. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think there's a huge need for, for what you're doing. And, uh, that would be part of that, right? Like hiring experts or partnering with experts, uh, that fulfill, uh, the company's weakness, whatever that is, because any business owner, like you said, they have a strong suit somewhere, right? Uh, but they don't have strong suits everywhere. So you kind of have to fill those, those voids with folks that are strong in that arena. And, and what you're strong in, I, I feel like there's a ton of folks that, that need that service, 100%. you know? Uh, so, yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny. I tell Scott all the time because we, because the whole goal is to get Scott, like you just said, your, your business is to help get people out of the weeds, right? I always ask Scott when he's doing something, how much do you think you're worth an hour? right? Like, so if you're the business owner, this is how much you are an hour. If you are doing something that you wouldn't pay somebody that exact amount, you shouldn't be doing it. Right. Exactly. And, and that's a tough, I mean, that's, that's just throwing it against the wall. Like, here we go. That's a hard thing to, to think about or even change. Right. Like it's like, that's yeah, tough. but this has to be done. It's gotta be done. Right. So we see it in our business. Everybody sees it in those businesses. And I think you're going to be able to attack that. And that is so fascinating. So Right now, you talked about how you started your business and literally within three or four months, you were completely booked. How did you build the business that quick? Was it word of mouth? Did you market? What was your success? Because that's, we have a lot of people on this podcast. The journey's a lot longer than that to get to that point. Now, I know you're, you're one person band, I think right now. Uh, tell us, how did you do that? And, and I think a lot of people would be fascinated because I think people have ideas. They just don't know where to start. And, and, and I'd love to hear that journey because that's, really fascinating. Yeah, I, I'm very fortunate enough to be, um, to have worked in Charlotte for three years for, um, a company that worked a lot in the nonprofit world. Um, so I created a lot of contacts there. Um, and with the, the job that I did, I was very successful and I, I made their events very successful. At least my, the team that I was on, we, um, you know, we made sure that they were able to raise money and, just my nature, I go above and beyond every single thing that for every single thing I do, um, which plays really well with my clients. Um, so I get a lot of positive feedback. And with that, you know, as I was growing my business, um, I used LinkedIn. LinkedIn was my number one source to get clients. And a lot of them were from either people that I had worked with in the past or people that I had run in the same circles with that we never, we may never really met, but we knew the same people and um, we connected on LinkedIn and then they talked to their colleagues about me. And then, so really word of mouth through LinkedIn, through my connections um, was really the key. So it's, you know, networking is king and it really is, you know, people say networking is what is what makes your business and it really is like i hate to say that but it's so true and it's the people that you know and the people that you build relationships with um it's it's so important and it's really been great for my business i love it i love linkedin we'll connect it's so great and, and it's yeah. great we um <laughs> it's fascinating i mean this podcast has grown through linkedin and and the ability to connect with people and ultimately share content 
uh, add value. I, I now at this point have gotten a lot of people that will reach out. I'm like, I just love like what you, what you, you know, write or what you put out there. And, and for me, it's all about positivity, sharing the great stories specifically from this community. And that's what our podcast is all about. And, um, it's fascinating to hear how people can utilize those different um, networks. There's people that I know on LinkedIn that I don't really know. Right. But I think if I was ever in, in help or I needed something, they'd be there to help me, which that's the power of good on social media, which we don't hear a lot about. Sure. Um, so really cool. So Bree, tell me about the future. Are we going to scale this business? Are we going to go in to different markets? Are you going to, are you going to focus on Charlotte? Well, I mean, now that you've had a, a year of success and, and obviously you're at a point where, you know, now it's like, where, where do you use your time, right? You're already booked up for those monthly retainers. What are your goals? What can we see from BC creative here in the future? It's funny. Um, you know, in business, I feel like they always tell you to like, you know, have a brave face and like, don't show your weaknesses. I'll be honest, my, my backend systems are horrific, which is funny because <laughs> that is literally it's typical, what I do. Though. It's typical. It's, it's yeah. so, it's, uh, so yeah. that is really like my goal for Q4 of this year is to really focus on getting my systems in check and really practicing what I <laughs> preach. Um, I'm actually right now in the process of um, hiring my first subcontractor to kind of take some of the, um, cause I do some social media management for a couple of my clients and to really take that off because I frankly don't have the time to put into content writing and graphic design that I want to, to be able to, you know, produce good stuff. Um, so getting someone to take that off my plate so that way I can focus on my own systems to focus on scaling. Um, I'd really love to, be able to hire more subcontractors and be able to have a team of people in place. So I would be essentially the person that builds the systems. But if you still need a VA, if you still need someone in the weeds for you, I have a team that I can give you to do that. Um, so yeah, scaling is definitely something that I really, really want to make happen, especially 2022. That's, that's the year that we're going big. So Love it. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because it's like the home builder whose home needs repaired, right? Like he's yeah. so busy building someone else's home and doing a great job for their clients uh, that, that your own personal space gets, you know, set aside. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, that's pretty common. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty common. Well, this, very cool. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Before we let you go, um, let us know the best way that uh, business owners and leaders can get in touch with you. Um, please go follow BC Creative. Connect with her on LinkedIn. Uh, this is a really cool, um, you know, new business that's that's come to the Charlotte area, which is just so cool. So tell us how how people can uh, can get in contact with you. Uh, so um, my website has a contact form. It's bccreative.co. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at BC Creative LLC. Actually, hold on. I should know that. Sorry. All good. I'll okay. That part. I don't know my own handles. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm. A, I can probably find it for you. We can. Uh... Uh, it's okay. So you can find me on Instagram at BC Creative underscore LLC, and it. then on LinkedIn at uh, just Bree Christman. Love it. Very cool. Well, this is awesome. Well, congratulations not only on your son. Get ready because they always say the terrible twos. Just wait for the threes, everyone. 
wait for the threes, but no, it's, it's, um, it's fantastic. Having kids changes you. And I, I'm just so proud of you for what you've been able to do. I can't wait to follow the journey. Look forward to meeting you, you know, in person. And uh, I think there's a lot of people that you're going to be able to support and help. And, uh, and that's why we started this, you know, to bring on people that can share their story, but ultimately share how you did that. And hopefully this challenges somebody else to take that leap and start a business. Or if they're a business owner and they need that assistance and they need to reach out and have somebody to support them, they can get in contact with you. So we're all about connecting the dots here on the Brown Builders podcast. And we are so honored to be able to share your story uh, this morning and, and appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, Bree. Thanks y'all. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.